Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden, and you're listening to Queer Stories, the podcast for the monthly LGBTQIA storytelling night I run at Giant Dwarf in Redfern with support from the City of Sydney. This week, award-winning musician Jesse Lloyd. Uh, I am a, uh, an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander musician. Been a muso for a while. Uh, originally from North Queensland, my family come from Palm Island, off the coast of Townsville. And... Um, um, I grew up in the church, <coughs> Seventh-day Adventist, <laughs> and um, didn't last too long there. But um, I've always been, you know, into music, and about the age of 15 I um, was inspired to be a musician, and, but I had to leave the church to achieve that, strangely enough. Uh, anyway, other than that, my father, Joe Geyer, is a very well-known Aboriginal musician, and he's considered a, uh, a pioneer of um, contemporary Aboriginal music, especially around the 80s and 90s. He was a lead singer of bands such as No Fixed Address and went on to um, pursue his solo career and wrote the uh, classic song Yilal, which is kind of like the Aboriginal national anthem. So anyway, I've been doing music for a while and... Um, I'm 35 now, and a couple of years ago, I, I was listening to a couple of my aunties sing, and they go to church, and they usually sing hymns, and they started singing a song that wasn't a church hymn, and I was like, oh, what's, what's that song? Oh, that's that old song, that's the old song them old people used to sing from Palm Island, and they said, oh, it's about the boat, probably about the 1920s and the 1930s, uh, there was a boat called the Irex. Now, the Irex used to sail from the mainland of Queensland over to Palm Island, and, and it was the boat that used to transport um, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people that were displaced and removed under the Aborigines Protection Act. The, uh, the Stolen Generation children, we call them now. But back in those days, that was um, just policy. And it's a beautiful song. It's a first-hand account of, of what these families were thinking when they were on the beach saying goodbye to their loved ones and, and because they didn't know if they were going to see them again. And, um, but you can hear the intent that they were uh, just wishing them well and, and um, sending them on their way. Anyway, um, you want me to sing it for you? Just yeah. quickly? Yeah. I didn't bring a, an instrument anyway, but um, here we go. This just goes like this. When the Irex sails away across the sea, leaving me so far. 
far away and all my thoughts will be of you so So, you know, that, that IREX song, and, and, and I, I was listening to my auntie sing, and I'm like, what is that? And, you know, as, as I was getting older and mature as, as a musician, I, I could understand that, that um, when you hear a song, it's like musical transportation. When, when them old people, they sing them songs, and, and for that moment, you're just on the beach with them in 1930s, sing that song, you know, it's the power of music. Anyway, it inspired me. I better start looking for these old songs because if my family have that one song, there must be plenty more from all over Australia. All the uh, Aboriginal missions, settlements and, and reserves, native camps, fringes of towns where, where blackfellas used to live back in the day. Um, they must have been singing about something. So. Uh, a couple of years ago, in 2005, I thought I'd venture off and I knew exactly what I was looking for. I thought, there came a time where our people used to live a traditional life and when they started getting moved around and, and removed and displaced, they, they were severed from their cultural practice. They couldn't speak language or, or sing traditional songs. So what were they singing instead? And um, I went to Canberra. I went to the uh, National Library. I went to the National Film and Sound Archive. Um, I went to IATSIS down there, which is the Aboriginal resource place. And I'm not a, uh, a formal researcher, I'm just a muso, so I, I couldn't find anything. So I thought, oh well, we better put something together and make it accessible. And then we have the Mission Songs Project. So anyway, two years later, I've been cruising around the countryside looking for these old songs. I get most of my material from elders, senior song men and song women who um, share their songs from wherever they're from and you get that background story, which is all, all part of it. You know, you can sing a song, but until you hear the, the yarn behind it, it's much more moving. Um, and um, my goal really is to revive these songs um, and put them in the public domain because music, I believe, is an opportunity to uh, have beautiful and truthful conversations about who we are and, and what happened in the past. And I think that's a very hard conversation in this country. But finally, these songs shed a little bit of light in a corner of Australian history that has never really been made accessible. So my vision is to have Mission Songs Project uh, revived and made public and shared among the uh, Australian public, um, like the IREX, 
and ideally become a, a classic in the Australian songbook alongside Waltzing Matilda. Um, so, you know, just give myself a few small jobs here along the way. Um, but that's, that's, that's the big picture, you know. It's, it's a lesson, I think, in maturity, you know, in adulthood where, where you can understand and accept where you come from and it helps to determine where you're going. And, um, and I think as a nation, we might be coming to that kind of maturity. You think so? Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. And um, simple little tunes like the IREX might, might bring that forward. Uh, the other amazing thing about the Mission Songs Project in terms of research is that it's a, I, I researched songs from 1900 to 1999. So there's the last 100 years, there's a whole body of work that and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people have been composing and performing so it's like 45 generations of, um, of cultural traditions, really, song traditions, uh, outside of a traditional lifestyle. But when, when I started looking into it, it's a beautiful example of how there's a continuation of song traditions from, you know, traditional days of, of practising traditional culture into uh, contemporary modern Aboriginality. So the last hundred years provides evidence that proves that we still practice the same song traditions in various ways. The only difference is that we sing in English and play on a Western instrument. But the song traditions still remain, such as passing on songs down from generation to generation. Each song has a purpose and a meaning to do with social, environmental and cultural change and relevance. You know, back in the day when they had song lines, you sing them songs and you follow that, you know, stars or, you know, uh, geographic locations and it'll show you how to go find water or something. I don't need that now, I just go to Coles, right? (laughs) (laughs) But the mission songs, they talk about things like being outcast, half-cast. They talk about things like surviving on rations and the food and, you know, and um, you might have, um, you know, only living on bare bones and, and, or, or songs during the war and how our people couldn't go to the, for a drink with their mates after, after the war and how they survived. So that's social relevance on how we survive. And if it wasn't for grandparents and great-grandparents, you know, a lot of us wouldn't be here today because of those songs of survival. So that's a good example of uh, continuation of song traditions. So anyway, um, I really do think that um, the mission songs are a, uh, a new genre of Australian music, which is really exciting. Uh, I'm really excited about that. And I think uh, it's only the privilege of my generation that I can uh, be curious about this stuff because it was my parents and my grandparents that suffered the mission days, I didn't. So it's important for me to acknowledge my privilege now and, and, and the way that they um, did what they had to do to pave the way. And, you know, also an important thing, people always come up to me and say, oh, you know, 
Oh, I went up to some remote community in Northern Territory and I sat in the dirt with the elders and it was amazing. <laughs> and, I, and I don't want to take the piss out of people who say that, but it is a very uninformed position. And I, and, and, but, you know, what about the Koorys down the road? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's the same. And I'm hoping Mission Songs Project can just kind of debunk a few myths about the blackfellas, you know, that are, that are just right in front of you. You know, instead of this fairy tale land of living in the enchanted forest, you know. Anyway, I'm raving. My... <laughs> ranting. I'm going to finish up now. Thank you. Another song. Another song. All right. I'm going to have to read it because I always forget it. But it is an a cappella song. It's a really cool song. I hope you guys check out Mission Songs Project when you get some time. If you buy the CD, that'd be awesome. But um, the good thing about the CD is that um, some of these songs have never been recorded in the last hundred years. They've just all been, you know, hanging around in the, in the mish. And they're there. And also, in the CD booklet is, is a songbook with lyrics and chords. So I'd love to invite everybody to learn these songs and, and keep singing. If you're in a choir, get the choir to sing it. Um, it's a part of keeping these songs going for another 100 years. That's, that's the goal. Uh, for this song, I'm going to need audience participation. This song's from Darwin. And it's called Mission Food. And back in the day, blackfellas, you know, they used to get the shit food and all their, their porridge and they had weevils in it. You know what weevils are, eh? In your, in your flour and your... Yeah. Weevily porridge, I'm going insane. Weevily porridge, gonna wreck my brain. Stir in treacle, make him taste sweet. Put him on the stove and turn him up heat. Milk from powder tin, milk from goat. Weevily porridge, pour him down throat. Mmm, mission food sent from heaven must be good. Mmm, mission food sent from heaven must be good. Never mind the weevils, never mind the taste. Missionary sheep and say, don't you waste. Weevil eat porridge, make him pretty strong. Put him on the damp while you can't go wrong. Mmm, mission food sent from heaven must be good. Mission food sent from heaven must be good. Bless him, little weevil, and bless him, little me. Weeping along a treacle, just you see. Watch him, little weevil, put him in the tea. Only part of drink him up, missionary. Mm-hmm. Mission food sent from heaven must be good. Mm-hmm. Mission food sent from heaven must be good. Thanks for listening. For tickets to the next Queer Stories, visit giantdwarf.com.au. To check out other events I produce and perform in, visit mavemarsden.com. And if you'd like advance or discount tickets to these shows, look me up on crowdfunding platform Patreon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.